back in your life on this Friday evening. It is the WRST, LING, all of the graps, but without the E, the wrestling podcast is back, friends. Uh, how are you all doing? We've missed you. Feels like it's been a long time. Mm. Feels like it's been ages. Um, it's myself, Liam. This guy is Gareth. Hey. And uh, really thrilled to be finally sitting down and recording once again. So thanks so much for all your patience um, whilst uh, whilst I was taken out of the game temporarily. Feeling much better now, thankfully. COVID really sucks. I'd advise you don't get it. And uh, if you are going to get it, make sure you've had the vaccine because I wouldn't mm. like to have done that without it. Can't imagine that was much fun at all. Anyway, we're back. G, how's it going? Yeah, good. Cheers, Lazarus. Back from the dead. <laughs> yeah, not too bad at all. Been busy. Even I'm not sure how I would have coped actually the last couple of weeks with the podcast and the kind of uh, work schedule I've had. I've I have a, this is my first day off in over two weeks. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Okay. Putting the uh, the hard yards in to save money for my uh, my trip to. New Orleans in, uh, oh, in yeah. August, yeah. Oh man, that's big. Are you, you going to see any wrestling whilst you're out there? I'm keeping my eyes peeled. There's a part of me that's like hoping that some shows will be announced because I'm going to be splitting my time between New Orleans and New Mexico. So I'm, I'm keeping my eyes peeled in case any any shows get announced in either of those places. Oh. But at the moment, well, nothing on the horizon, unfortunately. Well, if anybody knows of any shows going on in those areas during August, you know, hit Gareth up for... Yeah, you could do some live coverage, man. That'd be pretty Yeah, oh, I would love that. Gosh, there's been so much going on, right? I might just shoot uh, Balianaki a message and see if he fancies uh, a weekend in, as he's out in the States, see if he fancies a pint in uh, in New Orleans. Do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, there's been so much going on, and we could probably do a whole episode just chatting about, uh, you know, the goings-on from the last couple of weeks, but we're very excited because we've actually got an interview episode this week with not just one of the biggest stars on the Australian wrestling scene, but the current MCW World Heavyweight Champion in Mitch Waterman. He's somebody we've been angling to speak to for quite yeah. some time. So I'm really, really pleased that we finally got to do this one. This has been on the cards for a little while. Uh, I was very thankful that Liam had made a recovery by now. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise this has been a, a solo interview. But yeah, it was hell of a lot of fun speaking to Mitch. Yeah, really cool. And, you know, timely as well, because MCW... Uh, Melbourne City Wrestling make their debut on Fight TV uh, with their next show, which is Ballroom Brawl. That's going down on Saturday, the 23rd of July. If you haven't watched MCW before, I encourage you to do so, particularly because this one's live. So that always adds a little something, doesn't it? It's always quite exciting watching things live. And I think you'll really enjoy the experience. Um, it's I personally think it's one of the top, quote unquote, indie promotions mm. in the world, not just Australia. So well worth your time if you get a chance. Yeah, you know, I've, I've spoken about it on the podcast before, you know, having lived out in, I was Melbourne adjacent for a year and I went to MCW, you know, month in, month out. And, you know, moving over there, like coming from the UK where the, you know, in 2017, when the scene here was like, you could argue at its peak. And I was like, oh God, you know, I was really worried that this, the scene out there would just be a bit sort of rubbish in comparison. And oh my, I could not have been more wrong. Yeah, MCW was, you know, absolutely fantastic and continues to be absolutely fantastic. And, you know, I've got the wonderful Mitchie as, as champ right now. Well, let's just jump into it then, because uh, Mitch was very generous with his time. We covered a lot of ground. And if this is your first exposure to Mitch Waterman, I think hopefully you'll come away from this one uh, with a bit more of an understanding of who he is, what he does, and prepped and ready for ballroom brawl so over to mitch and over to gareth and we are now joined by none other than 
Mitch Waterman, the MCW champion. Thank you so much for joining us, Mitch. Thanks for having us, guys. Appreciate it. Enjoy your show. Love your work. Too kind, too kind. Oh, you're, you're far too kind. Far too kind. Oh, we, we've got loads to talk about here. This is exciting. We're just going to jump in because we got, we've got to strike a balance because Gareth and I love the Aussie wrestling scene and could probably talk about it most weeks. But some of our listeners are less familiar with it. So we want to strike a balance between sort of introducing you, but also getting into the nitty gritty for people that are more aware. So if we just start off with some of the, the softball stuff, if you like. So you tell us a bit about your origin story. How did you get, get into pro wrestling? Were you a fan when you were a kid? You know, what was your introduction like? Yeah, um, I was definitely a fan when I was a kid. Wrestling was the only thing I ever wanted to do. Like if anyone ever speaks to my family who they're at the show sometimes, um, they'll say like I was a backyarder from the time I was a kid. Like <laughs> uh, I had my backyard fed. I used to wrestle constantly. ST. Uh, what was it called? Yeah, uh, it was the PTWF. I can't remember what it stood for, <laughs> um, but yeah, PTWF. And yeah, I was I was the web MD, and that just a coincidence that that's actually a website. Um, but I did it because of you know Spider Man. But uh, yeah, that's so good. I as soon as I my plan was as soon as I was eighteen, go overseas and get trained in wrestling. Then I discovered the scene here and realized, wow, this is a, a great scene. Um, scene matches with like Adam Brooks and Buddy Matthews on his farewell match. Um. That was really the match that opened my eyes and was like, wow, I, I want to be here. This is this is great. The wrestling here is super cool. And I was just a bit antsy, so I couldn't wait till I was 18. So I found a school that would let me train at 16. So I went and trained with George the Hitman Julio in a little old school dungeon type feel. Uh, it was a, oh, nice. an old school wrestling ring and the walls were surrounding the ring and they were probably this far out uh, this is an audio podcast so like man half a meter <laughs> yeah, away yeah, from yeah, the yeah. ropes were balls yeah. uh, and a tin shed roof on top oh my god that must have just been absolutely scorching in the summer yeah oh yeah well, yeah we had some sweaty sweaty training <laughs> sessions in there but it was a good it, it was a really good um introduction into the business it was it was very old school mm. i just learned great fundamentals and got stretched by the hitman George Julio. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> oh, that is very cool. No, yes, I feel like that is a rite of passage in many ways. You've got to go through the the sweat box and the the low ceilings mm. and that that whole thing. Like what I did a bit of training um, many years ago, and it was a very similar experience to that. And you know, yeah. particularly when you have to do anything on the top rope, but. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, <laughs> one hand on the ceiling. You know, like, yep. It's a very, stra- it's a very strange experience. Just kind of collapse off the top instead of jump. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> so when you were growing up, I mean, you mentioned the the Brooksy um, uh, Buddy Matthews match. But what, who were your sort of favourites as a as a kid? What were what initially grabbed you? I guess the, f- the very first memory I have of wrestling, and I don't know if it was the first time I saw wrestling, but this is the first memory I have um, was Triple H versus Shawn Michaels at Royal Rumble in that last man standing mm. match. Ah. And Shawn covered in blood. That is my first memory of wrestling. That really hooked me. Uh, the next memory I have of wrestling is Eddie Guerrero spraying Big Show with the, with the poo. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was my introduction. And um, those were very much my guys. When I was a kid, it was Sean, Eddie, Jeff Hardy, 
and Rey Mysterio, actually, those dudes really captivated me personally. And, you know, backyard Mitchie back in the day, I used to wrestle in the, the tank top and the Jeff Hardy arm sleeves, Amazing. just like everyone did. Absolutely. <laughs> it's another rite of passage. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those were my guys. And then coming here to Australia, I would go to a lot of the MCW shows. As mm. soon as I found out about it, I was cool. My guys here were, were Brooksy. Buddy Matthews, mm-hmm. even though I only got to see him wrestle once and that was his last match. Another guy, Ryan Rollins, who's now Australian Suicide. He was incredible. Oh, okay. um, he was fantastic. And also Robbie Eagles at the time was mm. also incredible. Um, those dudes really stood out. Yeah, yeah. Australian Suicide's an interesting one because he's over in AAA, or at least he was, um, doing stuff in Mexico, yep. right? That's very Yeah, cool. I think he's been on um, AEW a little bit as well, Lucha Underground too, I think. Oh. He's done some stuff everywhere. Yeah, he's very, very oh, good. I love that. Very, very good. Yeah, for sure. So many great Australian guys out there flying the flag for Australian mm-hmm. wrestling yep. as well, which is just amazing to see. You know, just for a while, it felt like such a best kept secret. You know, really, there's all these guys that sort of people just didn't know about. And then maybe what, 20, 2018, 2019, like especially, there were so many great Australian guys that just kind of really broke out and really made made a name for people. It's lovely. And I think it's, do you feel like that's kind of opened doors for, for other Australian wrestlers? I think so. I think so. We're not so invisible anymore, mm. I think. Um, mm. Just having those people on your screens, make pe- make, I guess, makes people think, okay, there is... Aussie wrestlers so they must be wrestling in Australia and it, it whether they check it out or not that's another thing but at least they're aware of it now yeah I think that goes a long way I imagine it's not just good for eyeballs outside of Australia but people within Australia going oh shit there's good local wrestling here we don't have to wait for the next WWE tour to come through to go catch some some live wrestling yeah and that, that that's the thing too um I think something that was really eye-opening for me was WWE ran that super showdown here in melbourne at mm. the mcg which that's at a hundred thousand yeah. seat stadium Bonkers. i think they drew like yeah they drew 70 something thousand and um those people are here they're here somewhere yeah so i guess it's just finding where those people are and showing mm. them shows like Bore and brawl coming up next saturday um mm. and showing that there's professional wrestling here and keyword professional like there is companies here really putting on an effort where production's really trying it's incredibly well run and the the wrestlers the the guys and the girls just are busting their ass and want to be seen like you said like they want this scene to be known um and i think that can be really powerful i think right before the whole pandemic like you said we really started catching fire a little bit in that time i felt mm-hmm. anyway it felt to me nearly like the start of uh, the big buzz in the British scene. Yeah, 100%. exactly that. Yeah, exactly that. It, felt, it felt very similar. And I think if we can get back to that, which I think, honestly, I think the locker room is more motivated now than they were then. Yeah. I think we could have really have something special because we, we don't have that thing where all of our great talent have been swooped up and signed. And we've st- some has, don't get me wrong, but we've still got some like world-class talent here who's mm. ready to go. 100%. You know, like, and I think the mm. fact that there's, you've still got so many really like top guys and girls on the kind of indie scene that haven't been like swooped up permanently and gone elsewhere that it, it helps lift all of the people around them as well. Like, you know, cause you, you get better, you know, working with people who are better than, than yourselves, I'm sure. 
you know, so it's bringing all the other people in the scene. At, you know, there's not like a vacuum at the top where it's like, oh crap, you know, yeah. we've we've got a kind of you know rise to fill that. Which that's what it kind of felt a little bit like in the UK scene, like when all of our top guys just got clipped away. It was yeah. a final snap, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Just, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with say, for example, what Slexy's doing this year, where he's uh, doing stuff in yeah. Noah and then coming back and wrestling in, in Australia, that feels like in many ways, like a best case scenario, at least mm. for the short term, because you sort of, he's over there flying the flag, adding to the awareness and then sort of importing those experiences back to Australia. So it's, it, that, that sort of thing seems like a more healthy economy um, for, for the scene. Yeah, I agree. I think it's invaluable, man. I think, um, I think the thing with our scene is like a lot of the people left are now kind of, young guys who are ready to kind of go to that next level they're they're waiting for that chance they're um they're developing and it's all starting to come together and i think the last little key ingredient for a lot of us is like you said getting to work with those more experienced people who are at that world class level because um make no mistake about it like uh especially from a wrestler's perspective there's levels to this shit Mm. Um, and you can really feel that when you're in the ring with someone at a different level, you may think you're really good. And then I'll step into the ring with a Robbie Eagles for the first time. And it's really, really eye-opening. Like it's really eye-opening. And then I get to work with Slex, same thing, super eye-opening. And then I have that match with Brooksy recently, who again, same thing with him as Slex. I, I feel like he's, just invaluable to the scene at the moment like he's just a world-class wrestler who was you know he was signed to ROH but we're lucky enough to have him here at the moment and yeah just getting to learn from being in the ring with those guys is like man it's a Harvard education in wrestling like it really mm. is those dudes I, I put them on that level it's mm. it's the best yeah couldn't agree more Slex is just yeah so so damn good you know he's someone that I really hope gets that gets where where he wants to go in the in the bins in the business you know the very first time I saw him was his match against Hakata and I think yeah. what speaks volumes about him as a performer to me is the fact that I'd never seen him before and he put on such a good performance I immediately bought him being a threat to Okada like during his Yep. Iconic reign as IWGP champion. So yeah. Yeah, I think he's I think he's got all the tools, man. Like mm. he's he's been putting it together for years and it's just time to show the world. Like yeah. as soon as I don't know if you guys watched his debut in Noah, but I um I watched it and I just couldn't help but think, man, he walked in there and looked like the yeah. top guy. Oh, and he does that in any promotion he's in. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah. He really he really does. Like, and that's that's yeah. like a special skill in and of itself is projecting that. Yeah, hundred percent. And so, you know, on the topic of wrestling outside of Australia, we spoke a tiny little bit about this off air, but um, you wrestled as part of a ROH tour in the UK of, uh, in 2019. How was that yes. for you? Oh, it was incredible. It was, it was un- uh, incredible. I, uh, I was on a show with Dalton Castle um, a couple of weeks ago, funnily enough, who that's the first time I had seen him since then. Yeah. Um, uh, and I brought it up to him. Uh, he he remembered us. And I just said, like, that was uh, maybe the best locker room I've ever been in. It felt really, oh. really special. So when I heard that, um, you know, Ring of Honor had changed hands, uh, I really hope it gets to keep that vibe backstage. Mm. It, it, did, it felt really special. It felt like uh, a bunch of dudes and, and, and ladies who just really wanted, 
like I was talking about with the with the, the Australian scene, man, they just really wanted to make Ring of, Ring of Honor great. You know what I mean? Like they, mm. the, the energy was there. That whole tour, the vibe was incredible. Mm. They just made us feel like one of them. That's so good. It was honestly great because we didn't know what to expect going in there and they couldn't have been any nicer. From the second we walked in, everyone was just great. Getting to work with some incredible dudes like yeah. some, some good british guys too we worked with mark haskins yeah, on the first yeah, night yeah. in your fall mm. just what an incredible incredible wrestler he is man like uh we, we also got to share the ring with you know hikaleo um kenny king the briscoes yeah uh even silas young and rampage brown every match was different some great guys there yeah, yeah. man it was we seriously got they they put so much trust in us being in mm. the ring with those guys and um yeah i just yeah, I took so much away from it. I, I really, that was maybe the most fun week I've ever had in wrestling. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, wow. That's and, amazing. And I loved your country. <laughs> had you been here before or was that your first first time in the UK? Dude, that was my first time overseas wow. ever. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, gosh. And uh, I'm actually partly Welsh as well. Uh, oh, no so way. one of the nights of the tour was in Wales. Yeah. So that was pretty cool too. Oh, no way. That's amazing. I'm of Welsh uh, descent as well. So, you know, got a lot. Of, I used to live in, in, used to live in Wales for a number of years. And yeah, it's, it's such a lovely place. It was place. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we're related. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> way, way, way back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Breaking news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. And, you know, I imagine you could probably guess the answer to this, but, you know, are you keen to wrestle outside of Australia again? Yes, um, very much so. Actually, I would, I would, I, I'm great friends with the Velocities. Yeah, if you guys know mm. them and aware of them. Oh my goodness, they're having they're having a great time. It seems to be having a great time over here at the moment. Yeah, they're killing it. They sure are. In that <laughs> final of the uh, Great British sort of tag tournament, that's probably not the actual name of it, but in uh, in Rev Pro. Um, against Aussie Open, like oh, running back God. those matches as well, which you know they had in they had in PWA, which were was that yep. my sense of time is skewed. Was that the start of this year? Was that like January this year? I think like maybe it was last year. I can't remember. I just remember that match being off the charts and like so I'm it so was. excited yeah. that they're going to get to run that back in front of a UK crowd. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think I, I genuinely think, genuinely think that they're one of the best tag teams in the yeah. world. I think they're slept on a lot, but uh, yeah, to get to my point, I guess they're having an incredible time over there. Um, and there was a period a few years ago that I was heavily, I, I was heavily considering moving to uh, your guys neck yeah. of the woods for a, for a year or two. I don't know if I would necessarily do that now, mm. but I definitely want to make my way over there and train and, and wrestle with, with the guys over there because honestly, I loved England. Mm. Um, I can speak, I guess, for both the Brat Pack, who we were both there. We we really, really loved England. Mm. Um, and we were very keen to go back very soon. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I am getting a, a bit of an itch to uh, to go overseas um, and do some stuff. But I'm also really, really focused on just building what we have yeah. here and um, mm. trying to, I guess, build a legacy as a champion because i guess it, a year ago it's not something i thought was in the cards for me but now it's happened uh and i feel like i want to do everyone proud and, and make the title special for such a, a special company and such a special scene 
to me. Yeah, one hundred percent. Right. We 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 got to talk a bit about the Brat Pack before we go too far, too much further forward. Because Gareth, yeah. I remember when you moved out to Australia for a bit, the Brat Pack was the first wrestling act that you were telling me about. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, Mitch, for for people that don't know, can you tell us a bit about the Brat Pack and uh, and what you guys did over there? So uh, for I guess the British listeners over here in Australia. I guess some of you would be aware we have Australian rules football for you guys over there. I know there's a bit of a football culture with uh, soccer just to clarify, but I know people are going to get hot me calling it soccer, <laughs> but you have, you have a football co- culture over there, a bit of a lad culture. It's kind of the same thing here, but with a little twist on it where it's, it's kind of bogan culture. It's um, so essentially Brat Pack, we were, we were bogan Australian rules, football players. Uh, and, to put it, I guess, even simpler to understand, we were little shitheads. Um, <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We were the slimy little chicken shit Australian smart asses that eventually people learned, uh, ha- they hated and, and learned that they ended up loving us. So it was, um, yeah, it was so much fun, man. I, I miss it a lot. Where did the idea come from? So the, uh, the idea was actually brought to us from MCW um, at the time. They were just short on tag teams. And I was not originally in Brat Pack. It was going to be Nick and another uh, trainee, I guess, as the story goes, the day of the tryout for MCW. That dude pulled out. And as fate would have it, uh, I wrestled at the time one of the owners of MCW, I wrestled him on, a, on another indie show maybe a month before. Mm. And he said, oh, I've, I got this kid's number. I'll give him a call. So I went, I did the tryout uh, on a day's notice. And they, me and Nick had chemistry instantly. Wow. Instantly, we, we, we did uh, two matches in one as both good guys and bad guys. Mm. And it, it just flowed as both like very, very well. Um, so they come to us with an idea as just being Bogan football players. <laughs> um, but the idea was very different to what it ended up being. Mm. I think they they presented the idea, but um, at first I think it was very much, you know, drinking. In, in here, Australia, we've got this iconic Aussie tradie, like uh, chocolate milk. It's called Big M. So we'd be <laughs> drinking Big M's and eating meat pies. Like that was kind of, it was kind of that vibe. Um, and I think... Nick and I took elements of that, but knew if we were just that, we would just be stuck in this spot as a comedy gimmick. And we wanted yeah. more than that. We were brought in to be, I guess, enhancement talents to make other teams look really good. And we ended up just finding that crack in the door that they gave us and just knocking <laughs> that bitch down. And um, we went on to be, I guess, the most successful tag team MCW's ever had. Uh, it was, yeah, it was the run of our life. It was so much fun. Yeah, that's it's absolutely wild. Like I feel really lucky to have been there during like a big part of that 2017, 2018, seeing you holding the titles, winning the titles, losing the titles, you know, defending them all over the place, being amazing shitheads, basically. <laughs> I just couldn't get enough of it. Like, and you know, the I think um it's not to discount, I think um Avery was like a big, you know, big part of the act at that point as well. And I think she really added something, you know, yeah, you guys were yeah, just on the on the run of your lives and then and with the natural classics as well, which I think they've got to be arguably your biggest rivals, you know, as a, as a team. Yeah. And, you know, I think they're a team that, you know, talking about the velocities, I think they're a team that get 
slept on outside of Australia. And they're one of the, you know, I'd, I'd put them up against them up against as well as, you know, yourselves as the Bratman up against any, any team in the world at this point as, you know, some of the, as the best in the world, really. Yeah. Touching on Avery real quick before I get, thank you for bringing that up because yeah, we would never have become the Brat Pack without her. I think, uh, you know, we were the Brat Pack without her, but we weren't fully the Brat Pack. Mm. We didn't click. We didn't fully figure it out until she joined us. She was a huge part of, of the Brat Pack and um, she was incredible. Uh, and I guess touching on the National Classics also, like you said, yeah, they, they're the MCW Tag Team Champions for a reason. They have been for a long time for a reason. Mm. And it always came back down to us and them for a reason. Uh, because I guess they have been ready to break into that next level for a really long time. And mm. it's just only a matter of time before, I guess, the world takes notice of them too. Yeah. Like, cause I know yeah. they've, they've been out and done a sort of tour of the US and, you know, so they are yep. sort of stretching their legs, so to speak. So yeah, I, I really hope they get that, um, that call and kind of get booked in some of the sort of bigger US indies as well. And, you know, really people stand up and take notice. I hope so too. I really do. So we got to get onto this, um, this singles one, because, you know, it's been a, a meteoric rise really as a singles competitor and becoming MCW champion in the process. The process. And notice that before 2021, you'd only actually had one singles match in MCW, which blows my mind. So, I mean, how did that feel for you, that whole journey, just to, from sort of that point to becoming champion? Yeah, and... um. It is crazy, and not a lot of people knew that at all. And I guess in that that entire time, it was because I was in the Brat Pack, yeah. but that also meant that because that act was so on fire, the whole country wanted us as the Brat Pack. So I probably only had a handful of single <laughs> matches that whole time frame, not just MCW anywhere. And that singles match was very short at MCW too. It was a very, very... That was in your the time frame. You were down yeah. there probably. But yeah, that... That whole singles thing, it come really quick. It come out of nowhere. I wasn't mentally prepared for it at all. I was, I was, uh, yeah, I guess once I won the ballroom brawl, uh, I was very excited. Uh, but once I realized what it meant in terms of uh, I'm not going to be sharing a ring with or a locker room with or traveling the roads with my best mate anymore, that was really hard. That still mm. is really hard. Mm. Um yeah, I guess I'll always, I'll, I mean, I ho- hopefully one day it changes, but I, I've said it since it's happened, just wrestling is a little less fun without uh, Nick in the business. However, the this run has been awesome. I'm really enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm having a great time still. I, it's been a massive learning, learning curve. Oh, I bet. Like, I won, mm. I won ballroom and then after having one singles match, maybe in how long, and then the whole pandemic too. Yeah. Man, I hadn't had a singles match after the pandemic. And then I step in there with Slex, of all people, after winning ballroom brawl. And uh, he just showed me again that, man, there is, there is levels to this shit. I had that eye-opening awakening in tag wrestling every time I would step in there with an Osprey and Kyle Fletcher or a... Mm. You know, the Briscoes, like, oh, okay, the, there is mm. other levels to this. You think you're good? Ah, there's people better. Step into the ring with Slexi with having, I guess, my first singles match, really. Wow, okay, this is going to be a new a new uh, journey, a new learning curve. And 
yeah, how many singles matches did I did I have I had on this run so far? It hasn't been that many. I've wrestled Slex, I've wrestled Bonza, and then I was wrestling Brooksy. Yeah, it's yeah. Let's talk about being thrown straight into the deep end. Lucky yeah. my name's Waterman, and I know how to swim, baby. Because damn, <laughs> this is uh yeah. But I'm I'm glad that you know I don't feel like I've disappointed anyone yet. You know, I feel like it's gone quite well. I think the fans, even though it's different to what I was doing as Brat Pack, I think people are enjoying it. Mm. I think when I've mm. come out, you know, with the new music and cut the promo, um, and the new then the new presentation against against Bonza. Um, mm. I think people are enjoying it. It's not the same yeah. thing, and I didn't want it to be. It's quite different, but our fan base, I felt, would still like it, mm. and that's the main thing. It to me, it's felt like a kind of logical evolution of the the kind of character, though. It's not like like a JBL, like a you know him being Bradshaw, and then like <laughs> say he's like a businessman. Uh, you know, it's yeah. felt like a logical growth of your character. You know, you've gotten like a little bit more serious, yes. you know, you've gotten a little bit more focused, uh, you know, and just yeah. kind of dropped the the kind of footy gear and sort of been projecting more of your yourself. But like you're still that same guy at heart. Like there's not been like a 90 degree, you know, a, a 180 degree turn you've made. Yeah, well, I that's the thing. I wanted it to be logical. I didn't I there was, I guess there was opportunity to be different sooner and i didn't think it made sense mm. um i wanted it to feel natural i felt like the the match with brooksy i didn't feel this way initially however shows being cancelled and whatnot um and getting the way of, of telling stories the way we wanted to i felt the natural progression of the story with the best we had now was uh, I felt that match with Brooksy was the culmination of Brat Pack Mitch's journey. Yeah, mm. that's mm. a really good way of looking at it, I think. Yeah, I didn't feel I could let go and move on until I had that match with him. Mm. Um, and now, I guess, I, I didn't want to just come out and, like you said, be this whole new thing. I want to be a bit more serious out of necessity. I I have to be. I don't have that crutch of another person anymore. Mm. I have to be more serious because I'm in the ring with Slex. Mm. I'm in the ring with Jack Bonza. I'm in the ring with with Adam Brooks. I, I have to be more serious. There's no ifs, and or buts. And mm. to me, a part of that too was, um, you know, I've come out in all black gear the last show. And that's just, it's kind of, to me, a little bit just symbolic because the mm. Brat Pack was so colorful and so loud. And I was like, I really want it to feel different. And I think that's just an easy visual way of doing it, man. Just as soon as I walk out, it's like, okay, we know who you are. You're the same dude, but this is different. So same thing. So just a good visual cue to the audience as well that you've necessarily changed. Yeah, man. And I think characters too, uh, especially like in indie wrestling, when a lot of guys are really young, like you, you guys, the MCW fans have seen me grow up right in front of them. Mm. And, you know, in life sometimes, and also characters too on TV shows, movies, in wrestling, I think sometimes characters need to age up a little yeah. bit. 100%. Not just evolve, need to age up a little bit. So that's something I've tried to do. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. It's something we've spoken about a little bit, you know, not necessarily with other people, but just like on, on the show about like how characters in wrestling get kind of stuck in this arrested development. Once you kind of reach that like peak of popularity, you can never change. Don't change mm. up anything about your presentation, your style. You know, you have to be that same person for the next 20 years or whatever. I really love seeing it when characters change and evolve and, grow show growth yeah it's kind of rare i guess so it's, it's just cool to see yeah thank you um i'm interested on like a practical level do, is there 
do you have more responsibilities as a champion? Like, are you obviously you've been numbered with us today, and we can only apologise. But I mean, like, <laughs> it, 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 is there sort of more pressure on you as as the top guy in MCW now? Responsibilities, I don't think as much. Like, I do I do podcasts and interviews and stuff a little more often than I was. I do promos and stuff a little mm. more often than I was. I guess like uh, I was I did the um, introductory video for Ballroom Brawl this year. Uh, which is on MCW's socials. Yeah, I, w- I watched that yesterday actually, and I thought that I thought that was such a great little, neat little video actually. So I will I'll link that in the show notes. So if anybody wants to to watch that, they can. Beautiful. There you go. Check it out in the uh, in the show notes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in terms of pressure, of uh, yeah, absolutely there is, especially when the last champion we had was as good as Adam Brooks. That's always going to be that ghost you're chasing, but mm. um, I'm just going out there and trying to do the best I can. And I don't want to be the same as him. I want to have my run be different than his. I, I think the worst thing I could do is, um, you know, go out and try and have the exact same style matches as he was having or tell the same stories he was. That's the dumbest thing I could do. I don't want to do that. I want to tell my own stories the way I want to tell them. I want to play my music my way. Um, and I'm going to keep doing that. And yeah, but the pressure, it's there, but it's been there this whole singles run. And mm. it's nothing I haven't dealt with before. I know how to deal with pressure. I've been dealing with it since I broke into wrestling at 16. Every single obstacle, every single next step, there's pressure that comes with it. And at this point, man, like it's just like a duck to water. I'm just chilling. Yeah. I'm just chilling. It does sound like That's you've, cool. you know, from talking to you, you've almost made a career out of defying expectations. Seems like it. Even defying my own expectations, man. <laughs> like uh, being, you know, it, it's really funny because my ultimate goal uh, in Australian wrestling, I, I swear, I wrote, I wish I could find the, the notepad. I wrote this down in like my goals to do. Um, my main match I wanted to have in Australian wrestling was a main event with Adam Brooks for the MCW world title at the Thornbury theater. My goodness, I've got that written amazing. down somewhere. That was the match that I wanted to have. And I've done that now, yeah. which is interesting because it's like, it, I've won the championship, but it also leaves me sitting here like, okay, now what's that, yeah. that thing. Yeah. And I think, I think for me, something that keeps my interest is stories. I just really, I love a good story, man. So if we can, uh, if we can tell them stories and keep me interested, I'm sure we can hopefully keep the fans interested. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. You know, and the MCW crowd is is so good. The best. Being part of the crowd at the the Thornbury Theatre, you know, month in month out was you know such a highlight of my time living out in Australia, and and I, I sort of made made some pals through through wrestling as well when I was out there. It was really nice. So you know, one thing as well, sort of a bit sad to bring up, but it must have been so disheartening for you to win the belt and then immediately being unable to compete due to due to injury you know how are you feeling now you know how how was that to bounce back from i'm feeling okay yeah foots are just feet are funny oh yeah it's funny i saw people uh talking funny about punk winning the title and taking time off for his foot and i'm like i completely get it because feet are just funny yeah i will be wrestling from this point on i've i've been having matches again Mm. but yeah that was that was hard that was really hard. I hurt I hurt my foot at the start of that match against Brooksy. And yeah, I guess if you watch it back, there's a point after I, I do a dive near the start of the match, mm. I get in the ring. I can barely walk. Ooh. Adrenaline's a hell of a thing, man, because if it wasn't for that, it, even with the adrenaline, I was like, oh, we could be in some trouble here. But um, I pushed, I got through it. Yeah. 
but yeah, that was that was pretty devastating. Mm. However, I did love the fact that it presented an opportunity for me to go out uh, and speak and yeah. cut a promo that I have not got to do that before. A lengthy promo out in front mm. of a crowd. I've never had the chance to do it. I really enjoyed it. And it, it gave me a chance to present this story with, with Jack Bonza, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> who, whose finish is an ankle lock. Fantastic. <laughs> That's definitely the one thing. Like, I think it did a lot to engender sympathy and support, more sympathy and support for you and your reign as champion, which, yes, it sucks yeah. on, a, on a personal level. Awful, you know, and also foot injury is the worst. You know, I'm still not right after rolling my ankle well over a year ago badly so you know yeah I, I so i feel you but yeah like i think it's done a lot to gain that kind of sympathy for this for you and for this reign yeah i think so too i i actually think everything happened exactly the way it was meant to it, it ended up working out well um but yeah like you said man fit just feet ankles they're funny i literally walked down the stairs this morning and i was like oh my foot's still a bit funky <laughs> so <laughs> i can wrestle but it's uh yeah it's it's still there a little mm. bit, but mm. I'm sweet. Yeah, well, it's good to hear. You mentioned the match with Bonza, and he's he's another one of these guys I think is really really good, and mm-hmm. you, not enough people know about. Who else are you hoping to defend the belt against? That you know, on on the scene that maybe people outside of Australia are less familiar with, perhaps. There's a lot of people. It was great to to get in the ring with Bonza again mm. uh, and have a lengthy match like that. I really enjoyed that. Man, there's so many people. I think the obvious one right off the rip is Robbie Eagles. I'd really love to step in there with him again. Uh, I haven't at MCW, but we had a brief little match at a promotion called BCW, and I really enjoyed it. Who else? There's so many. I heard Damien Slater saying some stuff about me on a podcast (laughs) not too long ago, which was interesting and unexpected, but I would love to step in there with him too. I Mm. think he's incredible. So many off the top of my head, you put pressure on me. Mick Moretti, I think he's one of the best <laughs> yeah. wrestlers in the on the planet. I'd love to step in there with him. I guess the big glaring one that you know, yeah, I don't know, doesn't sit completely right with me is that first singles match I did have was against Lex, mm. and I did lose that match. Um, so yeah, I think that's always on the back of my mind too. Yeah, of course. That's the cool. one coming down the down the road for, for sure. You know, I think fans would love to see that. But, you know, I think you've got previous experience of losing to somebody, aka Jack Bonzer when you're not champion, but uh, pulling, out the, <laughs> pulling out the victory as, as champ. So, you know, maybe the belt gives you those those extra powers. Yeah, I think, yeah, even even more so than extra powers, man. I just think it's... Like I've said a couple of times now on the podcast, there's levels to this shit. And once you're aware of it, Mm. you work that bit harder. Mm. You get a bit mentally tougher. I guess there's points in those matches where I couldn't get up, you know, due to pain, due to Mm. fatigue, this or that. There was moments I just couldn't get up and I lost the match. Uh, And in going through that, that's how you grow. That's how you get stronger. The first time you go into a sauna, you can probably sit in there for a minute or two when you're huffing and puffing and you have Mm. to get out. That was a big part of the preparation for my match with Brooksy. I just wanted to toughen up my mind. I was doing all kinds of stuff to where it was very uncomfortable, but I wanted to keep doing it because I knew that that match could go into that 
35, 40 minute range, if not potentially longer, I, I was aware that could happen. Mm. And I knew more than anything, okay, my cardio is there. I'm going to be fine. It's, it's the mind, man. Mm. Your mind is such mm. a big part of this game. And if you crack under that pain, because the pain is going to be there. It, it doesn't matter if it's fatigue. The, it, you can be the fittest dude in the world. You're going to get tired in the long match. Sure. You could be the toughest dude in the world. You're going to get sore. There's going to be something that's going to hurt in a long match. I hurt my foot, but it was about blocking that out of my brain when I get into those deep waters and continuing to swim. It doesn't matter if a shark's nibbling at my foot, nibbling at my arm a little bit, you know, like I got to keep going. I have to get to that finish line. Amazing. Very cool. Yeah. So the, the main event question, as always, <laughs> is what is your favorite pizza topping? Favorite pizza topping. All right. It's it's not with pineapple on top for Come all of you. Oh, yeah, c- cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Good, good, good. All right. Usually I'll go. Uh, do you, I don't even know if you guys have this in the UK. It's called um, an Aussie. We don't have it here, but I, I miss it every day. <laughs> Thank you. It's amazing. So for you UK listeners, an Aussie pizza is... I guess uh, the tomato sauce, the paste, um, ham, cheese, egg. And that's about it, right? And it's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Egg on pizza is just the one. Yeah, so good. Yeah, it's the one. But so, yeah, my order is usually a half Aussie, half Capuchosa, which you guys have Capuchosa, right? I'm not familiar with Capuchosa. No, no, I don't. Really? No. Okay, well, Capuchosa (laughs) is, uh, yeah, the tomato paste, um, ham, uh, olives, mushrooms, uh, and cheese. Yeah. Which that's not everyone's cup of tea, but I like it. It's nice. really good. So yeah, that's the go-to. Good man. Ah, uh, nice. You've effectively got what we refer to as a full English breakfast between those two, <laughs> the, those, two those two halves on a pizza. Yeah. I mean, you're onto something now. That could that could make it over here. I'm confident. You just have to market it right. Yeah, definitely. So there you yeah. go. I'll just become a pizza maker in the yeah, UK. How about that? The Waterman. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We think you do all right here. Waterman's Pizzeria. <laughs> what are your go-to 7-Eleven snacks? You know, if you're just walking past and, you know, feeling feeling the need. Oh, I might cop some heat here. I'm uh, I'm not a snacker. <laughs> I uh, I often will pack my own food. <laughs> um, or oh, I'll just have lots at catering. I'm not a big snacker. I guess I would say on show day, mm-hmm. my 7-Eleven go-to is... A sugar-free monster uh and a gatorade yeah. i go a, pre- a pre-match gatorade yeah very simple but it gets the job done what's the what's your flavor of choice when it comes to gatorade do you, do you have one yeah i do but i don't have it on show day just because it makes your tongue blue <laughs> so um it's the <laughs> is it the blue raz yeah, oh, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. the dark purpley bluey one <laughs> not the blue blue the darker yeah. blue mm-hmm. that okay. one's good show day i just go yellow yeah okay <laughs> Can't have a stained tongue. Nah, brother, I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> and um, are you a are you a karaoke fan? And if so, what is your go to song? I love me. I love belting out a bit of Elvis at the moment. Actually, Incredible. hey. However, no spoilers because I haven't seen the movie. No, I just all the buzz with Elvis has got me just pumping Elvis. Uh-huh. So um, <laughs> I guess I haven't sang it at a karaoke bar yet, but man. My drives uh, during the day, I've been 
belting it out. Mm. Belting it oh, out. Oh, nice. S- sounds like you'll be okay then if you uh, you make out for a tour of Japan then. Yeah, yeah, I would love to. Yeah. So, uh, Slexi, get that karaoke machine ready, eh? <laughs> Fire it up, yeah. <laughs> and outside of wrestling, do you have any hobbies or other interests that people might not know about? I like to game a little bit. Yeah. I don't get a lot of time to anymore, but I was a big uh, Call of Duty guy. I was a big Fortnite guy for a bit. Um, other than that, shit, what do I do? Um, <laughs> I go to the gym. I enjoy working out. I really enjoy uh, like nature walks and stuff like that. Yeah. That's a bit mm. different, I guess. Um, I live in like a bushy kind of area, so I love just getting out and doing that. Even beaches. Uh, what else do I like to do? That's it's weird when you get put in the spot you can't think oh, of what 100%. you do with your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But you're quite an outdoorsy guy. Yeah, big outdoorsy guy. Big outdoorsy guy. Mm. I used to skateboard. I used to ride motocross, like dirt bikes, mm. stuff like oh, that. Wow. Cool. It's all a bit dangerous with wrestling, so I've kind of stopped that. <laughs> um, but I did enjoy all that stuff. And boxing. There you go. That's what I do. I do boxing um, as oh, well. Nice. I love boxing. Boxing mm. is awesome. Are you, um, are you a fan of watching as well? Love it, man. Love MMA and boxing. And oh, love nice. It. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did you... Um... Who's your who you who are your favorites at the second? Like who are you most into? Man, I feel I I nearly feel a bit dirty saying Adesanya after his last couple fights being a bit boring, <laughs> but I think he's incredible. Like they're boring because oh, he's yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. Um Volkanovsky from Australia. <laughs> incredible. The MMA scene from that area is almost, you know, it's, it's on a similar trajectory to the to the wrestling scene, right? You know, that city kickboxing camp is just wild they just have you know kai car france as well they just got murderers there basically so yeah, yeah it's, man it's wild and we've uh we've got jake matthews too who goes to the same gym as me um he just put on you see him knock that dude silly a few yeah, not that yeah. long ago he's uh he's stepping up a bit too it's it's mental when they're i'm sure the ufc are doing another show down there soon and they should because they've got you know two two champions and Two guys that are on the cusp, you know, Tai Tuceva as well. Um, yeah, you know, it's yeah, it's the melting pot right now. Um, oh yeah. Whilst we're on the subject, what what are your thoughts on Jake Paul? All right, this is gonna be this is gonna turn some people off me for life. Uh, I love him. He was actually one of the reasons I decided I wanted to start boxing. Ah. He, yeah, I just I don't know what it is, man. Just the way he threw himself into something and just completely dedicated himself, like say what you want. Oh, he hasn't fought a boxer. He hasn't done this or that. You can't deny how, how head deep he dove into that ocean and just dedicated himself. And he's put himself in sticky situations. Yes. They're not boxers, Mm. but man, not that long ago, he was just a dude making terrible shit YouTube videos. Um, And now he's in there with Tyron Woodley. Like you can't, that you can't snuff your nose at that man. Like, his next fight no. coming up is going to be interesting. I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, that's a tough, tough fight. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, it's. Uh, he, I think he's been good for it personally. You know, it makes it interesting, yep. and he's he's kind of like the money fight now in a really weird way. <laughs> Everybody wants the Jake Paul fight. I think my dream. I think my dream fight at the moment is is him and Connor. I really want to see that happen. <laughs> him and Connor would be would be something. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. The, the, the thought of him flatlining Conor McGregor would just ruin the last 10 years <laughs> of my life. 
It would be like yeah. it was all a dream. Like, oh, okay. It's I'm so- just imagining <laughs> it being like Hendo uh, Bisping, him just <laughs> McGregor going out. Bisping was getting a bit chirpy at him too recently. That would be interesting oh, as well. Mate, he doesn't want any <laughs> Bisping. That, that guy, that guy fights with one eye. He's a savage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. All right. Well, look, I'm super conscious to be taking up loads of your time. You've been very generous, so we, we appreciate it. We, just before we go. Ballroom Brawl is taking place on Saturday, 23rd of July. Obviously, you won last year's Ballroom Brawl and it, it kind of kicked everything off and started your rise from the top. What do you anticipate from this year's event? Honestly, man, I, I can't wait to watch personally. We're streaming on Fight for the first time, which is super cool. Oh, so yeah. you guys will be able to watch live. Mm-hmm. Uh, people in America will be able to watch live. The whole world's going to be able to watch live. Uh, mcw for the very first time and to me that's just so exciting and cool Mm. um winning the ballroom brawl last year was man it was special it was like you talk about those thornberry reactions man that was honestly being in the center of a reaction like that was i don't know if video even does it justice like that was one of the craziest moments of my life. It just felt like being in the middle of a tornado, man. Um, just that energy, you could feel it hit you. Like, it, it was crazy. Um, so this year, man, I just, I don't know what to anticipate. I guess all I'm anticipating is an incredible card. Like, mm-hmm. we've got Tommy Knight versus Lexi in a rematch that pff, their last match was just off the chart going to be false count anywhere i believe false count anywhere yeah so we could see some big boys up <laughs> real close <laughs> i reckon they should go next door to uh carwin sellers and grab a, a mid-match beer i might join them yeah, yeah. that'll be good <laughs> <laughs> um what else is on the show we got the tag match we got we got the ladies uh just troy oh, she's so the, good <laughs> the, the best wrestler in australia like man <laughs> Um, I'm over here, like, secretly wanting a Jess Troy Mitch title match, dude. Me too. That would be incredible. I'd love to wrestle Jess. She's uh, she's unbelievable. And the boring brawl match, man. I don't know who my pick is, man. Off the, you know what? I'm I'm gonna throw a dark horse out there. You know, yeah. I I think last year, uh having a dark horse win was really, really cool. And I am hoping it happens at this year again. Mm-hmm. And I hope it's Emin the kid. Yeah. That's who I hope yeah. wins the ball. Yeah. He is so underrated. So good. Like he is, yeah, the, the sky's the limit for that guy. Yep. Yeah, he's unreal, man. Unreal. Um, who knows? I, I don't have a match on the card apparently yet. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> Hey, Emin, if you are, uh, yeah, I don't know. If you're free, buddy, after the ballroom or before it, I don't know. We'll, uh, let's get this, the, the champion of the show on the first fight card, yeah. uh, the first live fight card. That would be nice. But um, anyway, let's not get into it. <laughs> <laughs> ballroom Brawl, Saturday, July 23rd. It's going to be sick. It's going to be an incredible show. Um, it's going to be banger after banger after yeah. banger. And I'm Perfect. just dead excited for you know people around the world to get to watch MCW Live. Oh, me too, man. Before you go, have you got anything you'd like to plug, like Twitter or merch or anything like that? Not really, man. I'm not the biggest social media guy. I guess you can follow me if you want. Um, I have Twitter. I have I use Instagram more than Twitter. I'm not a big Twitter person at mm. all, but both my handles on Twitter and Instagram are at Mitch Waterman PW. 
uh, not Mitch Waterman Poir. That's Mitch Waterman PW is in Pro Wrestler. Um, <laughs> everyone's like, what's the PW? Pro Wrestler. There you go. Um, yeah, you can follow me if you want. Uh, merch, spoiler alert, potentially incoming. Uh, but yeah, nothing for now. No online shops. No, uh, nothing crazy to plug, man. Just mainly, please... If you haven't already, check out Australian wrestling, mm, man. Mm. PWA is incredible uh, in mm. Sydney. Uh, EPW in Perth are amazing. And in Melbourne, uh, MCW is absolutely world-class, in my opinion. Oh, I truly. think it is It is on that upper echelon of independent wrestling anywhere in the world. Yeah. Perfect. Couldn't agree more. All right, Mitch. You're the man. Really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, yeah, best of luck. Um, best of luck going forward. Thanks very much, guys. Cheers for having me. And uh, hopefully I see you soon, UK. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's make that happen, UK promoters. Let's go. Yeah, nice. I'll open a pizza shop up there, man. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. So that was the lovely Mitch Waterman. What a top guy. Yeah, you know, we're really... I think every every person we've spoken to from the Australian scene has just been just an absolute top bloke. So nice, so nice, so so friendly, warm, engaging, and interesting. It's just a cool scene down there. You can tell everybody's really into it. They're really passionate. Really loves wrestling, and you know, with that one, what you can see with the placement of the silly questions, we we were just chatting, yeah, and you know, we felt conscious we had to get them was in. That whoops. But it wasn't until right at the end, you know, we'd mm-hmm. been talking for that long. So no, it was a real pleasure. So. Big thanks to the champ for coming on and big thanks to the good folks at MCW for setting this one up for us yeah. as well. Really appreciate the uh, ongoing support. Yeah, you spoil us. Um, so yeah, once again, they are live on Fight TV next Saturday, Boring Brawl. Go check it out. It's well worth your time. Uh, I think this would be a good introduction to MCW. And as with yeah. Mitch, you know, the Boring Brawl was the start of his arc, if you like, as a singles competitor. So yes you know jump in now and you'll you'll be able to follow mm. somebody's journey whoever does win that win that match yeah. um anyway it's been a long one but we're glad to be back uh we will be back with you next week but in the meantime check us out on the socials let us know what you thought of the interview we're on twitter and instagram at wrestling pod that's wrestling about the e wrestlingpod.com is where you can get all the links to the show on different platforms to share to leave a review that would be very much appreciated or a rating and indeed you can find our personal twitters there come hang out with us as well we'd really appreciate that it's always nice to get that interaction with you kind listeners and i think that pretty much does it for us g yeah i think that's just about everything it's a real treat to to be back and doing this again you know it's it's felt ages yeah so real real glad to be back in your ear holes there we go friends so have a wonderful weekend in the meantime stay happy stay safe and enjoy the craps (laughs) 